Umket Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the autumn of 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts struggled in their mission to defend the free world from Nazi villainy. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Collateral of Lily LaRue. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had stumbled upon the location of the secret hidden SCAR base. Knowing she needed reinforcements to give the Nazis the what for, she returned to Brassy Battalion's home away from home in the Mexican jungle. Meanwhile, cruising through open skies, Brassy Battalion found no sign of Zeta Squad and returned to base. Or did they? On with the show, chum, and we'll know soon enough. Good heavens, dear listeners, that sounded like... No, I won't say it. Let's just listen in and see exactly what the battalion finds. I'm not seeing anything out of the ordinary at all, boys. Any luck? Ned is as empty as Russian Tundra. If Tundra was full of trees and villages... That don't even make no sense, Benny. But anyway, I ain't got nothing either. This is a waste of time. Hmm, yeah, possibly. It doesn't seem we're having much luck. I think we should return to base and see what Dixie thinks. Why are you always so concerned with what Dixie thinks? She is our leader. Da, we'll return for further orders. She's the boss. And don't none of us want to see her angry, that's for sure. That airfield could use a lot of work anyway. I'm sure there's plenty for us to do. Already taken care of, honey. What do you mean? Dixie's not the only resourceful and capable woman in this battalion, you know. No, uh, of course not. I never implied Uh-oh, that... Tommy. Sounds like you're in trouble. Ah, uh, lady problems. Count yourself lucky, comrade, for I miss them muchly. Yes, yes, of course. <sighs> Let's just return to base. Wanna race? Is there any point? Miss LaRue always wins. How are you so fast, toots? Thomas sat in his cockpit, taking a few moments for himself. He contemplated his position, turning things over and over in his mind, his thoughts dancing through his head like planes in a dogfight. Oh, how did I get into all this? He brought his thunderbolt around, threw a gentle turn, and set his sights on returning back home. Mm, Or at least what passes for home these days. But, dear listeners, I must inform you that Thomas was not alone in those clear Mexican skies. What's that out there? Looks like another plane, and it's coming up fast. The ebony Fock Wolf 190 buzzed Thomas's tail in as near a collision as this announcer has ever seen. You saw that? Or heard. And there, emblazoned on the tail of his new aerial companion, were scratch marks and the contorted red claw of Zeta Squad. Realizing it was unlikely a member of the squad would travel alone, Thomas instantly knew he was outgunned and outmatched. He opened up the throttle and poured on the speed. Must get back to base. Warn the others. Even at his best speed, alas, poor Thomas was still the slowest of the battalion. Bollocks. His head darted from side to side, frantically searching the skies for more signs of the enemy. 
but none were to be found. And this could only mean one thing. Oh, they're behind me. A few warning shots rang out, missing Thomas's thunderbolt by mere inches. Intentional inches. Thomas nervously responded, the dogfight in his head growing ever more complicated than the one in the air. Nev? Hello, Puppet. Miss me? I have repeatedly asked you not to call me that. Oh, but you're so dainty. I can't help myself. I'm glad you're all right. Never better, Thomas, dear. I presume you've got Zeta Squad with you? Of course Thomas dying. They're my team. Your team? Willingly is wounded! Oh, busy now. What a shame. And guys put her in charge! A woman! You have a problem with women? Randolph? I only met- Now you have a problem with a woman, Randolph? Ah, I like women. That squad, quit your bickering and return home. Oh. But the Miss Ghosty lady said we should assist you. I've got this. Go. Now. I like going. Fine. But don't expect me to follow a woman's orders for long. I will cut off your ears and make you watch. I will pluck your eyes out and make you listen. You two lovebirds make me sick. Go on now. Soon you get back. Soon you could whip each other. Whatever it is you do. So, just us again. Indeed, my love. I suppose we're back to that then, are we? Now that they're gone, you'll claim they made you do it, but then they'll return and you'll claim you were just tricking me and... No, not this time. The truth, then? The truth, Thomas. Alright, let me have it. Goodbye, puppet. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Umket Industries Automatic Motor Car Agency. The AMA? The one and only. How I have longed for the date when they would grace us with one of their products. You and me both, my friend. I do wonder what it is they have in store for us this fine day. There is but one way to find out. Hello. I am the Dean. <gasps> What's he doing here? Of many a mainstay of... Higher education. I don't think that's yes, what he was. Uh, the dean. And I'm here to tell you that they'll know you've arrived when you roll up in the 1944 Uncle. You mean? Yes. It can't be. Yes. Uncle. Umket's Uncle. The very same. Oh, it's the car everyone wants. From guys to gals to dilettantes. On your wallet it wants the uncle. If you need a car, get an uncle. But I believe what we are inquiring about, before we get into the details of this most exciting new automated motor car, is why are you here to talk to us about it? Many a mainstay of higher education. Well, yes, but that doesn't really explain why... Look, can't you just let it go? Well, the script says a certified unket mechanic is going to be joining us. Mm-hmm, he's right, see? It's right there. Yes, well, he couldn't make it, so you've cut me instead. Well, what happened to us? Grapes, we're still on the air. Yes, many a mainstay of higher education. 
You see? Ah, of course. Now it all becomes clear. Yes, I thought it might. And if I thought it might, then it will. For I am the Dean. So tell us about Uncle Umket's uncle. Uncle Umket's uncle? Uncle Umket's uncle. Yes, a finer automatic motor car you shan't find. It's the car that's truly new. From nameplate to taillights. New from the front. New from the sides. New from the rear. New from the front. New from the rear. New over there and new over here. Only Uncle has the clean line design that sets it apart from the lookalike cars. All those nefarious other automakers are stealing Uncle Umkit's brilliant design. How dare they, I say. And it combines new looks with the newest V8 engines in the world. <gasps> the new Uncle 400. And the power-packed Uncle 475. None other. And it is unlikely you have ever driven a car with so much real, usable power as the Uncle. I hate all those cars with power you can't use. Just a waste and in a time of war. Why, it's unpatriotic. And how? Power you can use, that's not for you. So pay attention and do as we do. Buy an uncle. And with Uncle's Auto Water Drive, you get a fluid coupling and three planetary gear sets, providing four speeds plus reverse. Four whole speeds. And a fluid coupling, not a torque converter. There is nary a torque conversion to be found. It's a miracle. No, it's Umkit. And he would know. He's the Dean. You will drive more safely, more easily than you ever have before. Both hands can stay at the wheel while the uncle shifts gears electrically. Electrically? That sounds safe. There's even the added luxury of new uncle air suspension. I bet it's like riding on air. It is, because you are. And remember, of all the medium-priced cars, car for car across the board, the 1944 Uncle is the one that's new and the lowest price, too. So see your Uncle dealer today. We now rejoin our program as Dixie and the robot arrive back at the airfield. Frank, get on the horn and contact neighboring villages. Find out how far out the damage is spread and how badly they've been hit. I'm on it like there's no tomorrow. Archibald, we need an immediate inventory of our armaments and a strategic report on our liabilities in traversing the jungles. I shall gladly, graciously, gratifyingly do as you command. Freudenberg, check our food and first aid supplies and see to it that the trucks are in proper order and ready to go. Not to worry. Everyone's favorite German expatriate mechanic is on the job. Robot, you're back and just in time. For what? You've got everyone running around like loons Miss and... Dixie, I have a knack for making order out of chaos. I'm only doing what must be done to coordinate the relief effort. Relief effort? What? The place looks fine, or... It... Well, at least as fine as it ever did. It is in need of repair, but we are quite short-handed. The beast, Miss Dixie, the beast! It's back? No, It apparently didn't take kindly to the treatment it received here, and so it's been attacking neighboring villages. That is unconscionable! Let me at it! I'll show it some hot robot justice! Yeah, we're doing the best we can. I want to help these people, but we're we're so short-handed, and I just don't know how we're going to do it. 
Looks like they're back. What's going on? There is much commotion. Wait, where's Tommy? He didn't come back with you? He was one who suggested we return. Oh no. What if something happened to him? What if... what if... We need to go look for him now. I can go alone. Don't be ridiculous. But the relief effort. All those poor people. What people? The beast has been attacking local villages. Beast? What beast? Like a warthog or something? (laughs) It's 20 feet tall if it's a foot. It nearly ate me. It's eating people in neighboring villages right now. This is a joke? Essie shot it in the eye. This is crazy. This is Mexico. Oh, there's so much to do. Wait. On mission, Lily said work here was already taken care of. Land sake, son. Look around you. The hangar is in disrepair. The villages are burning. People are being eaten. Thomas is missing. Nothing's been taken care of. There's not enough of us to go around. Well, that last part's been taken care of. By the great band bean. I've died and gone to heaven. Robot heaven? Red-blooded American boy heaven. Look. Stepping out of the truck that arrived were a bevy of beauties not off-seen in one location in this world. Their hair shimmered in the sunlight. Their skin, soft and smooth, seemed to glow. They were walking, talking monuments to feminine perfection. Well, what have we here? I think I'm in love. This is too much beauty for even three men to handle. (laughs) With those frilly dresses and bows and heels? (laughs) This is the jungle. Fat lot of good heels are gonna... Those are my cousins? Oh. Ah. I think the phrase you're looking for is ah gherkin. What Joey said. I took the liberty of calling them before we came down here. I knew we'd have to make do away from home and thought we could use the help. And this way, I can be sure things are done right. You're sure getting picky. Let's get them started. The sooner we can get out and look for Tommy, the better. On that much, we agree. Aren't you going to introduce us? This is so exciting. Oh, They'll make us look like fools. Lily's the one making us look like fools. Honestly, flying planes... That's not a woman's work. Oh, enough already. Lily, let's get on with it. My nails need work. Dixie, Corny, Joey, Benny, Robot, I'd like you to meet my cousins. This is Daisy. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. This is Violet. Just show us how we can help, and we'll do what we can. Here's Rose. Where's that cute British guy you told us about? He's, um... Well, uh, this is Iris. Rose, see what you did? They probably broke up or something. Uh, And, um, this is Buttercup. Tisk, tisk. Always get the lay of the land before inquiring about the other gender girls. (sighs) Come on, let's get inside and get this place fixed up. It could use a woman's touch, and my nails aren't going to touch up themselves. Uh, she is such a princess. I know. And can you believe Rose? Oh, hush. How was I to know? 
Just think before you speak once in a while, will you? Well, maybe that British boy was inside. Hmm? His photo was cute. To die for. <laughs> as handsome as sin. I'd tie him down and make him marry me. Well, who wouldn't, right? Wow. That is... This job just got a whole lot better. I wonder if they can cook. Not that they could be better than Essie. Miss Lily, you came through for us right when we needed you. I try my best, Corny. Well, let's get to work. There's much to be done. And now we can do it all. Thanks to a... Giggling gaggle. This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. Starred? Does it count as starring if I'm only in one scene? Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff. What are you complaining about? You've been in more than I've been in in these last few episodes we've been in. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Both of you quit your belly aching. I haven't been in hardly any episodes yet this season. That's your fault for getting half-eaten by the beast. Yes, well, about that. If I... Part the 11, double the remainder, divide by number of episodes to the 16th power. Yes, of course. What? Oh, you'll see. Next episode, you'll see. (laughs) Look, Bill, I know you're wounded and all, and I ain't never punched a guy when he was down, but you're pushing it. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Never fear. I shall deduce Billingsley's machinations. Carry the 11, double the remainder, divide by number of episodes to the 16th power. Well, what is it? I got nothing. (laughs) So help me, Bill, I will slug you. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Freudenberg's a lolly mechanic boy. No one to love, no more joy. Making his way through life all alone Until for his sins he atones That's a fairly terrible song. You ain't just whistling Dixie, Mac. Don't blame me, blame the writer. Shh! If you ever want to find out what you did, you just zip it, mister. All right, all right. Jeez. One line and a lousy song. Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. I've made mistakes in love in my day, son. Every man must make his own. Anthony Piselli as Joey Scalzetti. I ain't made no mistakes, Pops. Ladies can't get enough of the skull. Any of them ever actually call you that? Well, I... no. Mm-hmm. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Mistakes in love, eh? Tommy. <sighs> Perry Whittle as Benedict Dedarchenko. Here, Thomas, have vodka. Drink with me? Um, not this time. My eyes are preoccupied. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. By what, Benny? Melissa Johnson as Daisy. I think he's looking at me. Tracy Hall as Violet. Or maybe it's me. Oh, this is so exciting. I've never been to Mexico before. Melissa Hearn as Rose. He's not British, but he's so cute and brawny. 
Marley Norton as Iris. I do like the accent. Very manly. Megan Presley as Buttercup. Yes, he's great. You're great. We're all great. Who's going to help me do my nails? Heaven, I tells ya. I am beginning to think Joseph is right. Huh, boys? Catherine Pride as Geist. What's so great about boys? Justin Dobby as Volker. Well, we are not without our charms. I, for one, I am... More important things to do. Like conquer the world! There's nothing wrong with a little stop for romance along the way. In fact, I highly recommend you try it sometime. Silence! M. Sierra Garcia as Nev. So I was really a Nazi all that time. Or was I? Do I have a different agenda? Hmm, you don't know, do you, puppets? And I think you like me that way. Hmm? Mike Winters as Red of Pelzer. Romance is for weaklings! Era Pelodi as Ursula Unger. Then Jew are a weakling. <laughs> I am not! Shall I go then? Very well. No! Stay! Or I will cut off your toes! And I will whip out your stomach and fill it with brine! David Alexander MacDonald as Walter Falkenstein. Uh, Elaine Barrett as the robot. Perhaps one day I shall know of robotic love! Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. Do not look at me, you walking potbelly. I do not have a potbelly. I keep active and my figure trim and... Potbelly, as in stove, you robotic imbecile. Too much time with humans has made you soft. You just need a hug. Yes. Keep away from me. Kristen Bays as the Umket Triplets. Robot wants to hug the other. It's so adorable. So you guys are okay with two robots of the same servo actuators being intimate? What's she talking about? I have no idea. Never mind. Jerry Crawford as the Dean. Hello, I am the Dean of many a mainstay of higher education. And it is unlikely you have ever driven a car like the uncle. So, uh, whatever happened to the mechanic? His car broke down. Oh, what a shame. What's he drive? No comment. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. You don't think he could have driven a... Nah. This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time as the villains return. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, ow. Who was that? Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you by the Umket Industries Automatic Motor Car Agency. And remember... Oh, it's the car everyone wants, from guys to gals to dilettantes. On your wallet it wants a uncle. If you need a car, get an uncle. Stay safe, America, and good night. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur. 
Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. And he took quit smoking. Yeah.